Our core philosophy of the company has always been giving people challenges but also trusting them completely. For example, 25 years ago, 26 years ago, we stopped signing checks in the company. So, as a promoter organization, as a person from that family, I haven't signed a single check in 25 years in the company. There are people who do that. Today it might seem very normal, but it was not normal then. That was Vineet Agarwal, managing director of Transport Corporation of India Limited. He joined TCI in 1996 as the executive director. and has since played an active role in evolving the organization from a trucking company into an integrated multimodal supply chain solutions provider leadercast is a podcast series by isb executive education this podcast features prominent business executives who are redefining functions and industries and what it means to lead in an era of accelerated change greetings everybody my name is garima I'm a part of the executive education team here at ISB. It's a pleasure to be interacting with Mr. Vineet Agarwal today. Mr. Vineet Agarwal is the managing director of Transport Corporation of India Limited, one of India's largest logistics companies. He joined TCI in 1996 as the executive director and has since then held various roles within the company playing an active role in evolving the organization. from a trucking company into an integrated multimodal supply chain solutions provider he is also the president of the asocam hello vineet how are you today hi how are you karima good to see you likewise uh, vineet uh, you know your journey has been very impressive you've been with tci for nearly 3 decades now so how has your journey been with them professionally and also personally very curious to know this yes uh, it's a pleasure to be here at the isb podcast uh, today and you know i think the journey of um, my uh, company as well as myself really mirrors the indian economy as a whole you know 1991 when the country started becoming more and more free in terms of economic policies our company also started looking at how to do things differently and that's the time when we, i also joined in 1996 so um it's been a fantastic journey i think uh, mirroring the growth story of the country that that in my professional journey and personal journey has been just very very rewarding in this journey we've seen that uh, the country has really been transformed from you know the the slow growth rate the kind of barriers to the overall economy I mean, simple things like even having a, a burger. You know, in the past there was just one store in Delhi called Bimpies. I don't know if you recollect. And how things have evolved since then. So, so I think uh, the the journey has mirrored the country's growth, and that has been really, really rewarding. Great, Vineet. Uh, so you know, but uh, you know, you can't. You've been very humble in discounting your own role in this growth story. You've been an integral part of TCI's growth story. what insights you think uh, you know or what leadership philosophy uh, you think contributed to the organization's growth and achievement over the years uh, to take a step back i think the company uh, was founded by my grandfather in 1958 and uh, he started off as a one man one office one truck in calcutta in 1958 and so 
the legacy that i sort of saw when i joined the organization was was tremendous from 65 from 58 to to 1996 that journey itself had been phenomenal where the countries where we had become one of the premier logistics companies transport companies in the country and also because of the fact that we had very high corporate governance standards even then and the basic philosophies around how to treat people how to how much to trust people i think these were the foundations of the company as a whole so for me it was a quite an easy task if i take it that way to really take that forward only and uh, our core philosophy of the company has always been essentially giving people challenges but also trusting them completely for example 25 years ago 26 years ago we stopped signing checks in the company so as a promoter organization as a person from that family i haven't signed a single check in 25 years in the company there are people who do that now today it might seem very normal but it is not was not normal then apart from that the other things have always been customer focus because of the fact that we were present in so many locations and we really looked at customer as a very customer centric organization we were able to build products and services based on their needs very intricately now you know when you look at logistics and transport as a whole it seems like a you know just one big umbrella of things but when you look at the spokes of that umbrella there's so many different areas in uh, logistics that have special specific value addition specific kind of needs for the customer we were able to identify that quite properly and the teams that got into this activity from then onwards were also able to think through that these will be some of the anticipated needs of the customer as well so for example in the late 90s we saw that the auto sector was going to start really booming so we had a team of people who visited plants all over the world to understand how automotive logistics is run across the world so between the top 10 team we must have visited 60 automotive plants globally from all the way from japan to south america to understand logistics of the automotive business and then empowered the team with a high degree of ownership so that they are able to then take decisions and grow the company but around all of this is a core philosophy of also empathy which is that so that when you are growing you are growing with the growth of people so almost 99 i would say 97 98% of our promotions have been internal only the specific technical people that we need we have hired from outside but mostly everyone has been promoted from within which means that we have one of the lowest attrition in our industry in the country uh, and this all ties up with our core philosophy called actually called core c o r e customer ownership customer focus ownership responsiveness and empathy so i think my role in this has always has been just to ensure that the core philosophy is followed thanks thanks vinitan it's heartening to understand that you know you've been pioneers in the kind of people leadership empathy you have been speaking of all these keywords much before they were actually introduced in probably the management schools but i'm sure you'll admit that technology has come and disrupted everything you know we're talking about automation we're talking about iot we're talking about ai transforming 
the logistics and supply chain space so how have you been catching up with technology to streamline your operations and bring efficiencies in the system as a logistics company i think technology is hygiene today we have to talk about ensuring that the trucks are moving on time the, the train rakes are moving on time and reaching on time and so are the ships that we own are also getting to their destinations on time so in the past we used to discuss about gps and tracking systems again those have become very hygiene beyond the hygiene we also if i tell you that we have a lot of ai ml models that are running i uh, that's not right i think a lot of companies talk about these things but they're not really doing it we have started building some uh, ai models but it is still work in progress however automation has been a big part of the growth story anyways from creating control towers and dashboards for our customers to uh, bots that read uh, the orders for our customers and translate them into uh, execution points for our traffic management or uh, from that perspective of using handhelds or using almost all kinds of devices for decision making these have been ubiquitous in our company so so i would think that the technology has been a disruptor across the board it has started to disrupt and has disrupted the logistics industry we've been using it very effectively and we will continue to do it and keep evolving uh, our systems also again vinith you touched upon a very important point in uh, for technology because it's not just about knowing the new technology it's about adapting the technology so do you think something or some advice you would have for leaders out there in the industry you know who are trying to adopt and adapt to new technology getting innovation into their system do you think something on your philosophy might be of help for them uh yeah i mean i think that the most important thing is to really walk the talk as leaders you have to understand and use the technology yourself as much as possible uh, before you can go and propagate and tell people in your company that please use this please adopt this that's very critical and simultaneously you have to go to customers also because there are the customers are also reluctant to uh, really uh, uh, use technology when it is comes to interfacing with suppliers uh, for example if we had a customer most customers if they want to place an order with us let's say you know i need a truck to go from delhi to chennai they would typically call the person who is the key account person and say you know send me this truck this is the weight i need to move and so on and so forth now that's a very inefficient system now we've been telling them why didn't you send us an email with these requirements and our bots will read that email and translate them into orders the reluctance of customers is also quite high so you have to keep walking the talk in terms of uh, not only with your own team members but also with customers on a regular regular basis it's a non stop uh, area because uh, it has so much that we can do and uh, it can lead to so much productivity gains in a country like ours if we start using uh, technology more effectively thanks thanks vinith for that but vinith you would agree that no growth comes without growth pangs so the growth pang here in the logistics space is i think you have to think a lot about sustainability you know it's becoming an increasingly important issue for, uh, today for environment safety sustainability 
So um, how do you think some innovative technologies or business practices are going to help you in this space? The area around ESG and specifically for logistics companies uh, is essentially decarbonization, which is will be very, very critical for uh, logistics companies going forward. And decarbonization will happen by moving to alternative fuels. So whether it is battery technology, whether it is CNG, LNG, or even uh, hydrogen for that matter. And so this will be a big, a big area of uh, change that will come for the logistics companies as a whole and in the entire supply chain, supply chains of companies. Our understanding is that in the next five to 10 years, the move towards alternative fuels will be such that we'll probably see LNG, CNG and hydrogen on the long routes, which is the hub to hub kind of routes. And in the shorter routes, we'll probably see CNG, LNG and EV, uh, which is the spokes. So, so that's probably the evolution in probably 10 years uh, from now with ICE engines uh, phasing down uh, till then. Uh, other than that, sustainability from a packaging perspective will also be big, which would mean that today companies have to start adopting uh, either returnable packaging or uh, packaging which has to be returned back to them in some form or the other, which is called the Extended Product uh, Producer Responsibility, EPR. That is also coming up in a big way. And uh, essentially, all kinds of energy use will also start to be thought about from a most efficient and uh, carbon neutral perspective. Whether if we have very large warehouses, uh, there the the kind of energy use will probably move to uh, solar or battery technology over time. So all and all around all of this, the factor of uh, creating, op uh, of optimizing uh, as well as uh, reducing the carbon footprint will be very high. So that's one element. And the second element will be the move from road to other modes of transport, which are greener, like rail transport as well as sea transport. Today, India moves about 60-65% of its traffic, cargo traffic by road and about 25-odd percent by rail and only 6% by sea, coastal shipping that is. This mix has to change. Then only will we see that carbon emission in the country and the move towards sustainability will increase. Sure. So do you, do you think the uh, government policies like the national logistics policy and the PM Gati Shakti are they um, being implemented well? And do you think they are helping in the development of the logistics and supply chain ecosystems in India? The first major point is I think the government has recognized that logistics is very critical. I think uh, during the pandemic, we realized the importance of logistics more and more. I remember one of the speeches of the Honorable Prime Minister where he used the word logistics 10-12 times. It is just becoming so important and it has become very important. It has now moved to a boardroom subject in many places. Uh, so it's logistics and supply chain together. And I think that recognition and then ultimately the creation of the national logistics policy where we as a company were also involved in helping suggesting drafts around it essentially looks at First is move towards multimodal logistics. Now that clearly has an impact on reducing the logistics cost as well as making uh, uh, ensuring green logistics. So that is the first element. 
The other element is digitization. So can everything move to a common platform? And the government has called that the ULIP, Unified Logistics Interface Platform, where all the documentation and all the data will be available at one single place. And the third is standardization, which is essentially, you know, you see people with different kinds of trucks that are there. Bodies of the trucks are very different. Palletization hardly exists today. Everyone moves things by using head load. So, you know, these things have to change and we have to move to a more standardized system of uh, movement and supply chain management. That's the third pillar in the logistics policy. With Gati Shakti, which is essentially building the infrastructure for for all of these, specifically the multimodal side, is started to happen. I think the government has audacious goals around it. And I'm very happy to see that, you know, the, when I started my career, I used to shout on top of rooftops that we need to do build more and more infrastructure. Because we were in the past really building for the past, not for the future. We used to, you know, we used to always remember build a airport and suddenly after a year, you'll say, Achha, this is already full. So we were trying to catch up with capacity. And now, fortunately, we have started to think about building for the future, which means there could be a lot more capacity that we can absorb, be it on uh, any kind of transport and infrastructure. Absolutely. We, we are seeing a lot of, um, you know, growth around different infrastructure and definitely like aviation is a big example. We are seeing a lot of growth uh, in the aviation space also. So, you know, while I understand it's it all looks like a good story currently with you know, uh, logistics poised to grow and logistics has helped us during the COVID time. You know, brilliant example is how the vaccine reached so many people and India had a great coverage of the COVID vaccination program and everything. But, you know, we find a lot of questions in the mind of people with automation and AI. Would the job displacement happen? Do you think that there will be a win-win situation where we are able to use um, advanced technology and also retain skilled workforce in the logistics and supply chain ecosystem? Uh, yes, uh, fundamentally, I believe that uh, logistics sector is a net job creator for the economy. There is uh, a lot of uh, areas where there is need for, for people, whether it is on the front end side, which is servicing the customers or at the back end side, whether it is building the right automation tools or even uh, managing documentation and so on and so forth. Uh, so there is uh, certainly uh, a lot of growth opportunities when it comes to employment in this sector. Uh, we've just really touched the tip of the iceberg here. When we see the type of, uh, when we talked about e-commerce earlier, the kind of fulfillment models that need to get, get created, which would mean a lot of manpower, even though there will be automation, you still need a certain amount of manpower for picking, packing and so on and so forth for the foreseeable future. Automation and other aspects of, uh, of technology will assist the growth of the sector, not desist the growth of the sector. So it is uh, one area that uh, will we'll see a lot of growth in the next uh, decade. Vineet, with, with India shining, uh, you know, we're, we're all enjoying, enjoying the limelight currently. But uh, there are also a lot of foreign players who are eyeing a share of the pie of the India growth story. So do you see any threat from the foreign players uh, in the market? 
Uh, yes, certainly. I mean, you know, I think the marketplace is large enough for a lot of people. The industry is more than $200 billion uh, worth. Uh, we have a very small market share. We have a potential to grow. Whether And there will be competitors coming in from uh, overseas or even uh, startups that come. But I think that's uh, our uh, evolution of the sector. It's the evolution of our company also. I mean, we keep learning from our competitors on a constant basis. And that's how we as a company have built that resilience. I mean, we've been there in the market for 65 years because we've been, every year we've been changing. We've been literally a startup every decade, a new type of a startup every decade. And that is what helps us to be, uh, I guess, more relevant and uh, young in terms of our growth opportunities. Thank you. Thanks uh, so much, Vineet. Uh, you know, you exhume a lot of confidence and more importantly, very grounded leadership philosophy that you've been following. It's been great interacting with you uh, today. Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure being here. Likewise. Thank you so much.